Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you will apply to a particular school being highlighted, you should listen to all of the episodes as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Lastly, if you have any questions you'd like me to cover on future episodes or any comments you'd like to share, please email me at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website at www.collegeadmissionstalk.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am John Durante, your host, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce you today, Hillary Fernandez, who is the Associate Director of Admissions at the Cooper Union. Hillary, how are you today? And thank you so much for being with us. I'm doing great, John. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It is our pleasure. So, Hillary, why don't you tell us about yourself and how did you end up in admissions? Sure. So I have been at Cooper for close to three years. Um, I have a, a long background in education, very little of it in admissions up to the point of joining Cooper. Um, however, I had done seasonal reading at Stanford for three years and loved reading the applications and getting to know students um, and their stories and really felt that the next logical move for me would be to join a place where I could get to know those students both on paper as they applied and then once they joined the university. And that's how I wound up in admissions and it's been exactly as fulfilling as I expected. Well, that's terrific and it's so great to have you. So Hillary, tell us, what is it about Cooper Union and think in terms of both inside of the classroom and beyond that makes it so appealing for so many students to want to apply and ultimately attend? I think the big differ differentiator with Cooper is that we have such a focus on societal impact. So it really matters to us whether students choose to pursue a degree in art or architecture or engineering, that they're thinking about the ways that the knowledge they gain and the experience that they gain over their four or five years with us will translate into opportunities to change the society around them. So whether that's coming in and doing research as early as their freshman year with a faculty member on a project that they're excited about or something that a student brings in and says to a faculty member, I'm really interested in pursuing this, can you help me? And having the faculty member say, yeah, that's a great idea. I don't know why we haven't been doing work in that before. Or an internship where they go in and do on the ground work um, helping with operational, post-operational infection rates in hospitals um, and reducing those or going and studying microplastics and figuring out ways to reduce 
the impact that those are having on an ecological front or going and doing a study with an, a practicing artist in another country and then bringing those experiences back into the classroom to assist future artists. Those are all impactful things that are happening every day at Cooper. And I think students come to us because they recognize that they're going to be in a really collaborative environment, a small setting with very close interaction with faculty members and the opportunity to not only be known on campus, but then to be known in the broader world once they leave. And on campus, because we are located in the heart of the East Village, there's so much that students are able to bring in from their day-to-day -day experience that they can then reflect on and think about in a classroom setting about challenges that need to be addressed and about opportunities that exist in the area. And it's just, it all, uh, accumulates in a remarkably unique opportunity for students. Well, those all sound like wonderful opportunities. And I do know quite a few students that attended Cooper Union and some that are still there and nothing but great things to say about the professors and the overall experience. So it's a testament to the work that you guys do in admissions, but also in terms of keeping students happy on campus. I read a statistic recently that 94% of the freshman class actually return, which is just an astonishing number. So Hillary, in terms of applying, can you explain to us the different ways that students can apply to the Cooper Union? Yeah, so we have a very unique application process aside from the common application. So everybody who applies to Cooper starts by doing the common application. If you're applying to the School of Engineering, you would need two letters of recommendation and one of those would need to come from a STEM instructor. For architecture, we ask that you also include two letters of recommendation. And for art, we're looking for one letter of recommendation from an art teacher. So those are the preliminary basic pieces um, that we're hoping for within the common application. Beyond that, for engineers, we're going to ask that you complete the um, supplemental questions that we ask. So those are threefold. The first is, why are you applying to Cooper? What specifically about us is attractive to you and will help you to formulate your future path? And then secondarily, why are you uh, pursuing your chosen major? So at Cooper, you do need to apply to the specific major within the School of Engineering that you plan to pursue. And that's because our class sizes are so small that we're needing to make sure that we have students in the right place when they come in. And then the third reason, or the third question that we ask within that supplement is if you had a TED talk to give, what would your topic be and why? And that does not need to be at all related to engineering. We're just looking to learn more about students and what they care about and what they would likely bring to campus as a result of those passions that they have. So that's the engineering supplement. Um, for our architecture program and our art program, there's an additional component to the application that actually carries a great amount of weight beyond what's submitted in the common application. So for our art students, it's called the home test. And for our architecture student, it's called the studio test. Um, a week after we receive the common application from a student and the deadline passes for either early decision or regular decision, students will receive an email from us saying, congratulations, you've submitted your application. We're so happy to know that you've chosen Cooper. Now here's the next part. And they get a month 
to work on this project. So for architecture students and for art students both, you're going to receive a number of visual prompts that we want to have you react to. So we're looking to learn more about how you view the world around you from a design standpoint, what you think about when you're evaluating a piece of art or an architectural rendering of a building. So there are going to be visual prompts. We're asking for your written response on how those make you feel or what evokes, what um, emotions are evoked for you when you look at those pieces of art or architecture. And then on the flip side, we're going to provide you with written prompts that you then have the opportunity to submit a visual rendering. Um, it can be a, photo a photograph, that uh, is something that you've taken in the past, but speaks to the prompt, or it can be an art piece that you draw or paint or sculpt, um, or it can be a piece of performance art for the art test. And then for architecture students, it could be a drawing, it can be a rendering of a building. And the parameters for the project are very, very specific um, and very detailed. And it's really important that applicants very, very carefully read through those parameters so that their works can be submitted for those home and studio tests. It's also important to note that it's the faculty themselves who are evaluating those submissions from students and that there are opportunities to meet with faculty members in advance of the application process. So um, I'll speak more in and I'm sure down the road about our open house opportunities, which are a great chance for students to come and get that early uh, feedback from faculty members before they put everything on the line in their application. Hey, podcast friends, are you or someone you know in need of some custom college gear? Prep Sportswear carries a wide variety of college fan gear and apparel, including T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, and so much more. So whether you're getting ready to go to the game, hanging out on campus, organizing a college bed decorating party, or you're simply looking to build upon your college gear, Prep Sportswear has you covered. Check out our Prep Sportswear affiliate partnership link in the show notes for all the details. As an affiliate partner with Prep Sportswear, the podcast does receive a small commission if you make a purchase. But rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel that would benefit our listeners. And now, back to the show. Well, we appreciate that comprehensive overview of the application process to the engineering majors, architecture, or the fine arts. That's terrific, Hillary. What kind of scholarship opportunities do you offer for academic achievement? Every student who's admitted to the Cooper Union receives a half-price tuition scholarship immediately upon acceptance, and that's valued at $22,275 a year. Our tuition does not change year to year, so there's no hidden surprises that are coming once you're a sophomore or a junior. And that scholarship is yours for every year of undergraduate attendance um, for engineering students and art students for the four years that it would take to get your undergraduate degree and for our architecture students for all five years that it would take to receive their undergraduate degree in architecture. We also evaluate every student for additional merit aid um, smaller amounts than the half-price tuition scholarship, but that is immediately done through the application process, and there are no additional applications that are required for that. 
And then the FAFSA um, is also a very important part of our process because a number of students pay significantly less than our advertised rate given um, the amount of need-based aid that we're able to provide. Well, that's really good to know. And wow, you know, what an opportunity for students to basically come to school for half price. No wonder so many people apply and ultimately want to attend. So speaking of the students, what is the average profile, Hillary, of the current freshman class? Because we are so small, we are highly competitive. And so for our engineering students, we are looking for you to have taken the highest levels of math and science classes that are available to you, particularly within calculus and physics. And we want you to have done very, very well on those. Um, we also would like for students who are taking those high level classes to also take the AP or IB exams that correspond to their achievements in those courses. Our art students, typically um, it's hard to give an academic profile for them because it's so varied, but they're really able to showcase their artistic potential and their artistic talent through both the um, home test and also the portfolio that we would ask that they submit. And our architecture students are kind of a cross between the two. Um, so they will have taken calculus and generally physics, which leads to uh, aiding them in the mathematical requirements that they'll face as an architecture student. But they've also had some experience in art classes and thinking about design, whether formal or informal. Um, profile overall for students tends to be that we draw heavily from the tri-state region, um, we try very hard to balance that out with students from across the country. So really bringing some diverse experience of uh, where people are from and also diversity in terms of the class makeup itself. And we also look for gender balance within the classes um, at all three schools. Well, that's really good to know. And Hillary, do you use the student's high school GPA as indicated on their transcript? Or do you recalculate the GPA using your own metrics? We use it as indicated on the transcript and we pull out different pieces for each of the different schools. So um, it, it is fair to say that when you're applying to an engineering school, generally, we're going to look more heavily at your math and science performance, but we also care deeply at Cooper about the humanities and all students who come to Cooper are required to do coursework in the humanities every year they're in attendance. And so we're going to take a look at that as well. Um, and we do not recalculate GPA. We tend to go with um, the school profile that's included um, in order to know how the school wants us to utilize the data that's been provided. Understood. And what advice would you give a student if they fall lower than the mid 50% of the current freshman class as described earlier? Should they apply and how can they enhance their overall application? There are a few things. I think you should always apply. I don't think you should ever count yourself out of whatever opportunity might be in front of you, no matter what you think the obstacle might be. So it never hurts to just give it a shot. And I think that that's, that's one of the hardest things probably to do as a high school student, but also one of the most important. And it's just the beginning of your chances <laughs> to do that for the rest of your life. I do think that there are a few places that you should count on addressing your performance. 
The first is the additional information section of the common application. It's there for a reason. If you know that you didn't do as well in a class as you could have done, or maybe other people did, please explain it to us. We always read that. We want to know what obstacles you faced. And particularly for those of you who are graduating this year, who graduated last year, all of the obstacles that were in your way with COVID, with remote learning, with virtual platforms changing day to day and going hybrid and then going into person and back and forth. It was so for lack of a better word, traumatic and scarring. And we know that that had impact on people and on their performance. And I think any school is going to want to hear that story from you. So include it on the additional information piece. If there was a class that you um, really struggled with and then you improved your performance, make sure that you point that out. We will have noted that in our assessment of your grades, but it's also really good that you recognize that you had that accomplishment and were able to take something that was hard and change it around for yourself. Um, the other place that I would address it would be in tying into other things that might be equally as impressive as someone else's GPA. So someone else may have the perfect GPA, the perfect test scores, if assuming tests are being evaluated at a particular school. You might have really committed yourself to extracurricular opportunities that make you an outstanding applicant in other ways and that are not replicable um, talents. And so maybe you were on the robotics team and you contributed an original idea that made a huge difference for the performance of that team. Or maybe you're um, an artist who created something that has achieved um, recognition at some level or some place. And so including those aspects of your application and allowing them to carry as much heft to yourself and to the evaluators is really important. Well, that's terrific advice. And the point being, again, that the transcript shows the rigor of the coursework, the grades, but any time that you could give a little bit more insight, you mentioned robotics and whether you took certain initiatives or leadership roles, anything that you can do students to let the admissions counselor not only see the rigor of your courses and your grades, but also how you took initiative, how you stepped up as a leader so that they could get uh, some insight into your personality and character. Uh, will only help you. So great advice, Hillary. Truly appreciate it. In terms of demonstrated interest, how often should a student visit the campus? And do you keep track of such things, whether in person or virtual, to try and determine their intent to attend? And is there anything else that students can do to demonstrate their interest? We don't formally keep track um, as a metric, although we do have a system that tells us if you've attended a tour on campus, which we think is just a great way to understand Cooper as a distinct university that doesn't have a traditional campus, it's pretty important that you know that and are comfortable with it before you decide that this is where you want to come. Um, it would be a really interesting reaction to see somebody who didn't know that come to campus on the first day and think, wait, what, what have I gotten myself into? Um, and so it's it's much more important for you to have that experience than for us to use it as an evaluation tool. What I do think is really important 
is attendance at the open house. So um, in the fall, we will have open houses for engineering, for art, and for architecture. You can come in, you can speak to faculty members, you can talk to current students, you can see the research that they're participating in and the projects that they're working on and tour the labs and the facilities. And that is such an outstanding way to gather information, whether it's at Cooper or any other school. If you are local, it's so much easier to do that. And a lot of schools are doing many more virtual outreach options as well, because we know that for those of you who aren't, you need to have that same level of understanding. So I would say sign up for the email lists and um, any other information that you can get from various schools to find out when they're going to open their doors. I think every school does this and it's a terrific way to really get a sense of what the feel is of the campus, what the students are like, um, and to, to see how you would fit there, if that's the right feel for you as your next step. The one piece that I said I'd come back to for art and architecture students um, at our open houses, we do have a portfolio review that faculty will sit down with you and go through your current work and give you feedback on that so that you have a better sense of what to prepare for the application process. Well, that's great information to know and emphasizes yet again how important it is to attend that open house. I didn't know that they reviewed a portfolio for you, which is uh, a wonderful piece of uh, information. So thank you for that. Hillary, what are some examples of college essays that really stuck with you in terms of the fact that when you read them, you thought, you know, this kid really needs to come to Cooper Union? Oh, there are so many. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think I'll divide this into two pieces. One for the personal statement within the common application. The ones that really stay with me are the students who jump off the page. They, (laughs) They are able to tell a story and it doesn't have to be anything deep. It's not it's not some experience that they had that changed their life. It's a, it's a glimpse of who they are in their regular life. It's a five minute snippet of their experience with a grandparent or with a brother or a, um, a classmate. The one that sticks with me the most is somebody who was driving with his grandfather and listening to a mixtape. and the songs that he was playing for his grandfather and his grandfather's reaction to those songs (laughs) and then his grandfather telling him what good music actually was (laughs) that essay I could probably recite it word for word I read it so many times I felt like I knew this kid so well just from that one page it was one page and it was so delightfully done. Um, So that's one. And then the second piece is the supplemental questions. For the engineering school in particular, we really, really care about these, probably more than some of the other aspects that you might be thinking matter as an applicant. We want to know what you want to do with your degree. We want to know the things that you're thinking about even now about the impact that you can have down the road and why you're interested in a particular area of engineering, why it speaks to you, even if you don't have any experience within that field, just there's something that's drawing you in that direction. And we're, we're just incredibly curious to know what it is. Um, and it really helps us to know so that we can see 
because we're so small, 25 to 30 students in each of our engineering disciplines, the different varied interests that you're each going to be bringing. And that matters because we don't want it to be a one-dimensional experience. We want students from a ton of different backgrounds who are coming in and learning from one another and educating one another all the way through the process. Well, those are great pieces of advice. I hope the students and the parents are listening attentively because that's terrific. Thank you so much, Hillary. So speaking to the parents and the students, in closing, what are the top three pieces of advice you would give to the students and their parents who are getting ready to apply to college? The first is to take deep breaths and enjoy each of the pieces in whatever way you can. And there are some people who will enjoy the fact that their grades are already set in stone. It's on that (laughs) transcript. There's nothing more that can be done about that. And so now they have to turn their attention to something else. And really remembering that we are people on the other side of the table who are reading these applications and looking over every piece that you've submitted to us because we care about who we're bringing in to the class and how you're all going to operate as a cohesive whole and making yourself known as one of those potential new members. So I think that that's a really critical piece, but also remembering the humanistic element that we are coming to this work because we care about you as individuals and the experience that you're going to be having. There may be a school that is on your list that is your dream school as you know it, but your knowledge of that school and what you see as a dream may not actually be what that school is really about. The people who are reading those applications know what the school is really about. And when you may not get into what you thought was your dream school, don't forget that where you are going to go has equal potential to be that for you down the road. And it may take a while to to come to terms with that and find peace with that through this process. We understand how incredibly horrific this has become (laughs) for people. It's amazing what students have to be able to achieve now to attain a college level education and to have done by the time they are 17, 18 years old. It's, it's mind boggling to me and to everybody else that I know who works in this process. And so we have your best interest at heart and we're going to try our best to protect that interest as much as we can through the process. Hillary, I can't thank you enough again for your insight, your time, your advice. I know this is going to help so many students and their parents, and we're just so grateful for all you did for us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and good luck to everybody out there. Take deep breaths. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap. What's up, podcast friends? I'm happy to share that we've teamed up with Dormco to make your dorm decorating a lot easier. Why Dormco? They offer quality and durability, 
affordability, and a wide selection for bedding to storage solutions and everything in between for your dorm room. So if you or anyone you know is looking to decorate your dorm, see the affiliate partnership link in the show notes for Dormco, your one stop for stylish, affordable, and quality dorm essentials. Please note that if you make a purchase through any of our affiliate links, the podcast gets a commission, but rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel would benefit our listeners. Thank you all and best wishes. 